You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. Today, we're going to be talking about bonds. Should you own bonds in retirement? And a lot of people own bonds. I mean, in fact, I'd say most people own bonds, and a lot of retirees have bonds as a big portion of their portfolio. I want to talk about that today. Does it make sense in today's environment? What is going on with that? Why? And uh, is it a good thing? Should you own bonds in retirement? So let's bring in my co-host, Tony Shore. There he is. Tony, we're talking about bonds in retirement. Excited oh, about it? I am really excited about it. Covalent bonds, ionic bonds. <laughs> Wrong type of bonds, Tony. Oh, oh, yeah. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? See, right now, for the viewers, they could see that my background is a savings bond, which I've used before in a previous show. But what I'm going to do is switch it to this. There it is. You know who that is, Tony? He's uh, he's pointing a gun at me, Dan. I'm I, My hands are up. I'm not moving. That's, that's James Bond. <laughs> oh, that's James Bond. Okay, I'm not worried. He's He's cool. <laughs> he's cool. You're not an enemy. So, right. You ready right. to talk about bonds? Are you not going to fall asleep on me? I am not going <laughs> to. All right. So, so, savings bonds. Savings bonds are um, not a big portion of people's retirement. No. They used to be much bigger. But sure. we're talking about the traditional bonds that you see in people's portfolio corporate bonds or government bonds. Government okay? bonds. Yeah. Treasuries, bonds. as they're called. War bonds. Yeah, right. Confederate so, bonds. Confederate bonds. I'm just throwing out some bonds I've heard of from movies. James Bond. Um, traditionally, bonds, they do play a big role. You hear a 60-40 portfolio. When someone says, I got a 60-40 portfolio, you hear that a lot. Yep. 60-40. 60 stocks, 40 bonds, right? 40 bonds, right? That's what they're talking about. Yep. That and, used to be kind of the thing back in the 80s, right? Yeah, and still is. A lot of re, uh, people I meet have a 60-40 portfolio. Huh, that's a shame because those bonds haven't made them any money. That 40% been, I don't know. I they don't haven't, know. right? I don't I, know. You tell me. I, I, I do know, actually. The talking heads say bonds haven't been making any money. Well, and and the talking heads also say as you get older, you should have more bonds. Right. The same people on CNBC and... Forbes and you, you've, you know, the usual suspects. Right. And so someone who's a baby boomer watching the show might say, yeah, I, I, I have bonds. I wouldn't be surprised if they said that, but then someone in their thirties might say, I don't have bonds. That's, that's, right. that's, those are for boomers. Okay. Boomer. But if they have a 401k, <laughs> they probably do have bonds because they're probably in a target date fund. Right. And right. The whole point of a target date fund is that it shifts the stock bond mix over time. So they do have bonds, just not a lot. So and you're so, saying I might have bonds you and probably not do. even know it. And yeah, I probably know it, do. Right? Yeah. yeah. And there's certain reasons to own bonds. This is the talking points of owning bonds. And I'm not against bonds, by the way. 
we're we're going to talk about it for retirees. But typically, people have re- bonds to reduce their portfolio risk and to balance out the stocks in it, add stability. That's a big word, stability. You add bonds to your portfolio to stabilize your portfolio mm-hmm. um, because bonds are less volatile than stocks. So when someone has a 60-40 mix, it's not because that's going to get them the best return. It's going to stabilize the portfolio so it's not going to go up and down crazy as if it was 100% stocks. And people get that. A lot of people also use bonds for income. That used to be the case when bonds actually paid a decent amount. Sure. I have a clip for that. Plus savings bonds that still pay 37%. (laughs) That sounds like a Homer Simpson character. The Simpsons character. It is. is. That's Homer's dad. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember bonds that paid 30%? I sure don't. No, that's a joke. (laughs) It's a joke from the Simpsons people. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> nothing but noise like, over here Dan. see this is uh, listeners this is a problem this is why i rarely tell tony what we're talking about because then he can play <laughs> with his little he can he can enable himself with his sound box over there uh but no that's a pretty good one tony i like that so yeah <laughs> older people appreciate bonds because there's this expectation that bonds are going to give them income or stabilize and so forth right and there are still a lot of advisors that use bonds Sure. Me being one of them, I do have some bond portfolios, but their expectations are that bonds are going to give a modest return, but do they always yield a positive return? The answer is no. Bonds can no. lose money, right? Bonds can lose money or lose. And value. I th- they, they can, they can lose value. Sure. Let's sure. take, and I'm not going to go into well, all there the is different risk types with of bonds. bonds as well. Bonds aren't a hundred percent safety. They don't offer principal protection then. That's right. They can go up and down in value. And so you could say, well, I don't own bonds. I own a fund, a bond fund. So can that go up and down in value? Of course. So here's, here's, let's look at the Vanguard total bond market index fund admiral shares. So you can look this up online. The ticker is VBTLX. And this is the, the most common, I would say. Yeah, it's kind of the standard. Fund. It's the right. industry standard Vanguard. Right. So when people are creating bond funds and they're saying, well, how did I do compared to other bond funds? They use this as the total bond market. Yeah. So Vanguard has this, right? So if you own that in 2021, you lost money. It was down. It was down in value. Yeah. And year to date, that fund, as of March 29th, 2022, down 6.34%. Yikes. Tell me, is that what people think bonds are all about? That yeah. you can lose I don't money? think the overall market is even down that much this year. It was down. It was down 5%. Yeah, 5% yeah it was down. I mean. For the year. It was oh. down, I think, 12, 13% at one point. So yes. the, the, yeah. the stock market has been bouncing back, but the bond market hasn't the bond market's been getting hurt and it's been getting hurt for a while. And why is that? You know, because the fed raised interest rates. That's does right. that, does that's that hurt a huge the bond portion market? of it? A huge portion. Yeah. Of it. Um, even the high, you know, a lot of people talk about what types of bonds you got junk bonds. I call them junk bonds. They're high yield bonds. You'll hear this <laughs> high yield corporate bonds. They call them junk bonds. I don't like to use the term junk. Now that I think about it, cause it makes it sound like they're terrible. Like you're buying junk. But all you're doing is you're buying a riskier bond, and that pays more. 
Mm-hmm. So you take some risk. So what does that mean? A risky bond. So that means it can go down. High quality bonds, which is what a lot of people invest in, just aren't keeping up with inflation now. Not much is actually, you know? Um, yeah. When I think, when I hear the term junk bonds, I think, am I investing in like Kmart or Sears or Kodak? <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. I find worthless <laughs> sh- shares of Kmart right. that has one store in the U.S. still open. Right. Right. Blockbuster video bonds. No, I think, I think um, it's just what, so the way bonds work, they give coupons. That's what they that, that they call the the money they give you. Some semi-annually, some annually, you know, whatever. So you're getting coupons, and the, the higher the interest you're getting, the riskier it is. And those that want the money, because what a bond is, you're giving the money to be used for something, right? Typically, right, right, investment, right. So if you're going to give the money to a, a really solid company that's been around forever and is doing well. They can afford to say we're only going to give you two percent. If you if you go to Blockbuster and they said, "Hey, give me ten grand, I'll give you a bond," you'd be like, "Yeah, I need thirty seven percent, right?" You know, like you would demand more. So that's that's the the higher the return, the higher the risk. So, but you mentioned it, you said it already. What's going on? People own bonds. Um, they expect to get a modest return, and they lost money. How is that possible? And you hit it right on the head. What happens to bonds or bond prices when the Federal Reserve raises interest rates? So that's what's happening. That's what's been happening. There's been murmurs and talks, and they've raised interest rates. Who's they? The Federal Reserve. Well, who the who's that? You know, like is it like nine people? Yeah, the Federal Reserve comes up with their rules, and they raise rates to combat inflation, which we're struggling with right now. The idea is they're not raising bond rates. They're not raising interest rates at the bank. What they're doing is they're charging more to lend money to banks. So banks are paying more to, to, to have money. And, and so are they passing that on to the consumer by giving higher interest rates and the uh, CDs and the bank accounts? No, no. (laughs) Um, So what happens is, right, Tony, I, I, you get I you buy a bond. You spend a thousand bucks, you buy a bond, and it's two percent. Okay. You're gonna get two percent for the year. And then um Fed raises rates. And so now people want to issue new bonds. And they say, Oh, uh, I can't offer two percent because the rates are are higher and and people aren't happy with that. So I'm gonna offer a bond for three percent. How do you feel? You just bought one for two percent now. You know, someone else is offering good. it for three. Right. I feel, I feel, Dan, the same way I did when I put all my money in Photomat. In what? <laughs> Photomat? Photomat stores. Oh, those little kiosks <laughs> with the quick, quick development, twenty-four-hour photo. <laughs> right. You're not happy. You're not happy. Yeah. You own that bond. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with your your bond that you own at two percent when there's one right next door? Paying three. What are you going to do with sell it? Sell it and buy the one for three. You're going to sell it. All right. Who are you going to sell it to? I don't know. They say there's one born every minute. You'll be my first. (laughs) Right. Right. You got to find the next sucker. No. So someone's, someone's not going to buy that bond from you at full value that you paid because they're like, why would I buy from you to get 2% going forward when I can buy from this, you know, this bond over here, giving me three. 
So what they say is, Tony, all right, you paid a thousand bucks for it. Tell you what, I'll give you $950 for it. And you're like, well, that's $50 I lost. I got some money from it already, so it's not a total loss. But if I take 950 and I get 3%, oh, wait, I'm going to make more. So yeah, I'll sell it to you. And so what happened to your bond prices, it went down because interest rates went up. Mm. And people don't realize that they don't realize, Oh, I own bonds. And it's all and about the math. Safety. Once again, you're, you're in heaven with this kind of thing because it's all about the math, right? Right. It, it is about math. I like math numbers, the but math I'm keeping key. it simple. I'm keeping it simple here. You're getting, yeah. no, you are. I, I totally got that. I always wondered why I didn't know. I never really thought about it down to that point when I just always knew if interest rates go up, bond prices typically go down. And I'm like, that doesn't, it seems counterintuitive that any investment would go down if there's higher interest rates, right? Especially if a bond that pays, you know, a coupon, right? Yeah. But the problem is you're locked into that bond paying that coupon. 2%. Now I can get a new one for three. I'm not, I'm not sticking around. But can so you no sell it at any around. time? Is it like stocks you can get in and out at any time or is there a time well, it depends. So if you own a fund, you can get in and out whenever. It just trades like on the market. But what happens? I'm not going to buy that fund because I know the, the bonds they own aren't great. I can get new ones for better. So the fund tries to keep up and sell their bonds and buy the newer ones. To, and so what? then the selling pressure happens. More and more people are selling to get out. So those bonds go even down. More sellers than buyers, right? Until it comes to a point where it's like, all right, I can buy it at this at this point, at this price because I can't improve myself. So it, that's what happens. It's it's not just because interest rates go up, bond prices go down. It's interest rates go up, new bonds are issued at better rates, people flee the old ones for the new ones and ah. therefore put selling pressure on the existing bonds. Right? Mm, that's sort I of see. how it works. And, and I'm keeping it very simple here. The point I'm making is that bonds aren't the golden child. You gotta remember, and this is the key mistake that people that own bonds, they, they just, first, they don't understand them. Second, they don't think, they think that they're safe. That, okay, I'm a 60-40, 60% I'm in the market. They get that they can lose money in the market. People get but that. There are no guarantees with bonds, are there? No. So, so theoretically, you can buy a corporate bond like in Blockbuster, right? And go bankrupt and you're out. Bondholders have a little bit more advantage Photo than stockholders. Matt. Right. You know, there, there's, there's a hierarchy of who gets paid on a bankruptcy, but sure. yeah, there's no, there's no guarantees and there's no guarantees that the federal reserve is not going to continue to raise rates. In fact, that's the murmuring right now. Inflation's high. They don't have, they can only do so much to combat inflation. So they raise rates to, for a number of reasons. And one of the impacts that happens as a result of, of the fed raising rates is bond prices go down. Yeah, they say they might raise them five, six more times this year. Right. And think about it. So if you think about what has happened to the 10-year Treasury, U.S. Treasury, rates were bottomed out last year, and then they, they've been increasing, right? They, 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 they got nowhere to go but up, right? So if we know that they're going to go up, and all oh, we're only going to raise, they could raise 0.25%, 0.5%, which if you're getting a 10% bond, 0.5% is not the end of the world. But if your bond's paying 2% and they raise it 0.5, that's a 25% increase right there. 
Yeah. So you could see a corresponding 25% drop in a bond price. You see? So wait a sec. Now, I'm not scaring people saying bond price is going to plummet, but relative. Well, they already, I mean, they're already losing. So they're losing. Year. Like if you're down 5% in a bond portfolio, you're not happy because yeah. you're supposed to be. Um, that's supposed to be the safety portion. That's supposed to be the stability. But the thing is, not many people own 100% bond portfolio. A lot of them own stocks, and those have been going up and up and up. So they balance out, right? So people balance out the stocks and bonds, bonds and sure. stocks, right? But people don't or understand that bonds go down. I think that's the big point. But uh, are there alternatives to bonds? I mean, the coffee can in the cupboard full of cash, the old tin can yes. in the cupboard hidden in the back with the cash. I, I guess some people could use that as an alternative, but then you're not getting, you're not even getting the 2%. You're losing whatever inflation is right. doing. So but this that year, may not you've be already bad. lost about 7%. Right. So, but it's better than losing 13 when you lost six in a bond portfolio. Ah, there you go. Right. Because, yeah, if you add in inflation loss to that, because yeah, because every inflation them. kills everybody, they don't yeah. care what you're invested in. Inflation's impacting your returns. Sure. So, what are retirees to do if they don't want to be in bonds? Because most retirees are in bonds, and they get more and more as they get older. It's just that's sure. natural for whatever reason. I yeah. disagree with it. Um, mm. I think taking more risk in asset classes makes sense for retirees. We did a show, I think we titled it "Retirees Need More Risk." I mean, it's been years. I'll put it up here if I can find it. I think I think I put it on YouTube, but that was before we had video and it was just our voices. That was when people really liked the way we looked. Um, but well, we've I, each gained about a hundred pounds since. Oh then. yeah, totally. We were totally. a lot. We've gained a lot of weight in that time. That That's because so we're long. volunteering at the food so shelters and we're, we're doing so much community work that we're gaining this weight. Yeah, that's the excuse. So, so, yeah, um, that doesn't add up. no, it doesn't, Mr. Does it. Math Man. <laughs> trying. Yeah. James Bond. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Taking more risk may be appropriate for retirees. Sure. Getting out of bonds and putting it into stocks, precious metals, real estate, something else might make more sense, believe it or not. Now, this show, we're not giving advice. I'm not telling people what to do. I'm saying reconsider why you own bonds and what the purpose is, because maybe you should be taking more risk. Yeah. Depends right? on your own personal situation, but that's why our listeners should pick up the phone, give you a call, set up a consultation. There's no charge. There's no obligation. And then you look at a few things, what their personal risk tolerance is, their personal preferences on that, uh, what they can bear, and then their personal situation and their financial goals. Everybody's different, of course. Right. So maybe bonds are uh, the way to go. It and time horizon plays a part. Yes. And I know, I know, there's a lot of financial advisors out there that push alternatives to bonds, like fixed indexed annuities. Yes. You hear that come up yes. as an alternative for quote unquote uh, safer options. But that's only good in certain situations. You have to be careful that you don't get into the wrong kind of annuity and that you know what you're getting into and what the mm -hmm. limitations are. Uh, there are advantages, but there are also limitations, right? Absolutely. There, And I would be, I rarely run into a retiree that comes to me without owning bonds. Mm -hmm. And I have clients that don't own bonds that are retirees. So I'm not against bonds, but 
I think people rely on them too much, especially yeah. in an environment like today, oh. which is a rising interest rate environment. Every well, single going in, off. They haven't been great in a while. We haven't. I don't. I, I don't remember the last time. I I don't know if I was alive the last time we had two years in a row of negative bond returns. Um, maybe That's in true. the early seventies, maybe. But um, we might have two years of negative in the returns. 80s. In the right. 80s, it was all about bonds, right? And they I mean, still are. Bonds are still huge, and I don't know why. I think it's tradition. I think a lot of advisors just use that as a crutch, and they don't think about alternatives. Don't forget, we did this show. I'll put it up here. Uh, series I bonds. I put a lowercase I because you couldn't tell. It would be like an, a Series 1 bonds, but Series I bonds. I stands for infl inflation. Mm -hmm. And so look at those because those are pegged to inflation. They give you interest more if inflation goes up. So that's mm. an idea. There's a bond that might be sure. good to own in this yeah. environment. We did a show on I-bonds, yeah. right? Yeah, I'll put, yeah. It, I'll put it up there. Um, but you're right. There are alternatives to bonds mm. like CDs, yep. fixed fixed rate annuities, fixed and index not annuities. Discs, not the kind of CDs. Not compact like discs, right. right uh, we did here. a show on that. We did a show on CDs in retirement. Yep. I'll put that up there. Yep. And we and you made that joke then. It wasn't funny then. It's not funny now. Um <laughs> <laughs> fixed annuities. You mentioned fixed index annuities. Um, fixed annuities are like CDs. They give a set interest rate. Index annuities are tied to an index, say the SP 500. So it'll go up if the index goes up, and but it won't go down. So none of these go down in value. Cash, you won't lose money in these. Right? Except so, to inflation. Except to inflation, right? There's other risks associated with these, like sure. cash can get stolen and burned. Um, inflation risk, um, liquidity risk. You know, you can't get your money accessible in certain annuities. So there are alternative risks. But if you're looking at a safety portion and saying, I own bonds because I don't want to lose, well, that that doesn't make sense. It's to lower your risk. Why not eliminate the risk of market volatility and buy a CD or a cash or, or a fixed annuity? Because sure. at least you know what you're getting. And that could be used instead of a bond, which may go down in value. Right. Mm. It's just another alternative. So something to consider. And um, I'll conclude with this, Tony. Many people own bonds and many yeah. don't understand them. Not right. only don't 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 they they don't realize there's risk involved, mm -hmm. by the way, short versus long term. You know, mm -hmm. right now, if you're going to own bonds, a short term bond portfolio is probably a safer bet than a long term sure. bond portfolio, which mm -hmm. a lot of kinds times counterintuitive wait i want to lock something in i'm safe long term but short you know if rates are going up if you lock in something long term that's going to hit them harder because you know uh if we go from two percent to a three percent that's a 50 percent increase in rates that long-term bond is going to drop whereas the short term well, all right i'll hold it out until the end and then i can get out six months a year whereas you got a 10-year that gets so so consider the duration, the long, the length of the bond, but they just don't understand that they can go down and they don't understand why they own them. A lot of people don't understand why they own them. And when they do understand why they own a bond, then they can start to think about, all right, well, what else can I do instead of a bond? Right. Have they had that conversation? I don't think many people have actually had that conversation as maybe I shouldn't own bonds right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's so many people, like you said earlier, I mean, if you have a 401k, all these people with 401ks, 403bs, IRAs, 
they probably have bonds in them. And they think a lot of people might assume they're all stocks. Right. Unless they have a really good financial services professional that broke it down for them or they pay attention to those, uh, <laughs> you know, their uh, their portfolio information that they get, you right. know, that's like that thick and tiny. Right. Print. They might see fixed income in their portfolio. What is that? It's bonds, right? Yeah. It's bonds typically. Sure. So, but maybe, maybe cash is king, hmm. right? I mean, you know what you're going to get. Maybe yeah. you take out a CD or a fixed annuity and say, give me my, give me mm -hmm. my 3% for the next three years or whatever. I don't know what, the, you know, sure. The, my point being, don't just go blindly into bonds, have a reason and a purpose. I don't think many people do. I think they just do it because that's what they've always done. That's what the advisor's always done. And it's like, all right. And what I'm saying, and what I hope people walk away from with this show is maybe it's time to reconsider whether or not you should even own bonds. <gasps> Gasp. Uh -oh. You know? oh my uh -oh. God. All the bond guys are going to come after me. They right? are. Yeah. I'd rather the bond guys come after me than the, than the uh, stock guys. Yeah. You know, not the James yeah. Bond. I don't want the James Bond guys coming after me. So you got the, what do you think? I think that's a whole episode that we could branch off to, but we could have an episode. To, so uh, what, what, what should you be more afraid of? The insurance guys, the guys that are insurance, <laughs> all about insurance, the guys who are pushing the stocks hard or the guys who are pushing the bonds hard. Cause you do have those, you have bond guys, you have stock guys and you have insurance guys and right? gold bugs. I throw gold bugs in there. Oh yeah. You have the precious metals, push, the gold, you see those the TV commercials. Yeah. And I would throw timeshares in there. I throw, oh, I thought you were going to say, you said, I'm going to throw Tom Selleck in there with reverse, <laughs> reverse mortgages. Right. Yeah. And I think I'm, a, I'm more afraid of Tom Selleck's mustache than I am of him personally, but that's me. <laughs> that's me. That's just me. So on that note, we're going to have to call this one, Tony. You, you, you've jumped the shark, as they say. That was pretty funny. You got me. Everyone, um, think twice about bonds. Maybe 2022 is a year where you say, why do I own this? Maybe I'll do something different. Hey, maybe not. Maybe you say, time to lean into bonds. I disagree, but I can't tell you what to do unless I know your situation. So if you're interested in having that conversation, give me a call. The number's going to come up in a moment. Tony, thanks for a good show. Beware of that mustache. We'll see you next. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.